Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And my name is Gabrielle. In this episode, we're talking about sitcoms from the 80s and 90s. And I like to preface this that I did not watch a lot of television, and I'll explain why later. So if you're looking for a specific sitcom to talk about, I'm sorry if I didn't, but there are ones that I definitely enjoyed, and I'll go into those as I name them and just have some, some little general chit-chat about it. So here we go. So in the 80s, we had shows like The Facts of Life, Growing Pains, Family Ties, Punky Brewster, which I know that they just have a reboot of it where she has a kid. I have not watched it. I really didn't. I knew of Punky Brewster. I watched maybe a few episodes, especially in the 80s. I was watching more of the cartoons. Please refer to my cartoon uh, Saturday morning cartoon uh, episode. That probably be a lot more in depth because um, sitcoms, uh, I again, didn't watch as much, especially in the 80s because I was a lot younger too. So what I remember watching and I can recall a bunch of episodes because I did watch more of them was Alf. I actually had an Alf doll. It's probably lost now. Uh, Perfect Strangers because my mom liked that. It was very funny. I did like it, but my dad wasn't a big fan, so he didn't watch it as much. Now, Night Court was a fan of everybody, so I got to watch so much more of it, and I'm actually in the process of completing my collection of DVDs for the seasons. I currently have season one, two, and three. And you really can't go wrong with Harry Anderson and John Larroquette. They're just the best. I just, you know, you, you can't get any better. And the actual show is, I think, is still good to watch. Like, it's not, there are some shows that you go back and, you know, I loved it, but it's kind of dated. So sometimes it's a little hard to watch because it, it is too old. Like, I tried to go back to watch Murder, She Wrote, because I did love that show. And I don't know, I just... It was just a little a little too dated for me. But Night Court is funny enough and interest and engaging enough to be like I and there's so many different characters that you can kind of like latch onto and be like, Yes, I love this. It's it doesn't matter when it was made, it was great and it still is. Uh the Golden Girls. Now I see so much new like uh memorabilia and new merchandise out for the Golden Girls. Like, it's like a resurgence, as if they all of a sudden got rediscovered by young millennials and Zoomers. It's crazy. I think it's great because they were great, and they are great, and it's to, to watch them now, it's still funny. It's still enjoyable. And just to top that all off and how much I, you know, was into it, when I was working at the heating and cooling company with my coworkers, we all dressed up as the Golden Girls. I was Dorothy because I'm awesome. <laughs> um, I do actually have a picture of that somewhere. I don't, I would actually get, probably have to get the permission of everybody and be like, is this okay to actually post up? I should put that up as the cover for this podcast. <laughs> Again, I would need to get permission as if I have so many listeners right now, but those who are listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Cheers. Now, cheers. I have watched enough to know the characters, know the dynamic of everything. But I know I did not watch anywhere near all of the actual show. Um, I might actually go back. I think it's on Netflix currently um, to binge watch it. I have to see if it's going to be one of those shows that is kind of of the time. And you're like, 
is it as good? It probably is. It probably it is beyond. You can you can bring it into now, but um, definitely would like to go back to watch some of it because I really did enjoy it when it was on. Designing Women. Now I don't know if everybody watched this show, but I liked it. My mom liked it. Um, I think my dad watched it. I am not entirely sure, but um, you had Annie Potts. Obvious, obviously, she's from you know Ghostbusters and uh, Pretty in Pink. But uh, and um, a bunch of others. There's just the two big ones that I know in my head right now. You also had Meshach Taylor, who was in one of my favorite 80s movies, Mannequin, <laughs> which was based in Philadelphia. So, yay, in uh, the Wanamaker's store, if you were wondering. <laughs> but it was a, a great show to watch. Um, probably... I don't know if it's on anything currently, or I'd probably be able to find it somewhere. But I don't know if it's something that you could re-watch and really, really enjoy. I think it was something that was just really uh, time-based. But who knows? I might have to check it out again. I haven't watched it in a while. The other show for the 80s, anyway, the what I watched was Mac, the Max Headroom show. I don't know if anybody else watched that. It was the 3D head, Max Headroom <laughs> I thought it was just awesome because it was different, had 3D animation. It wasn't like anything else I was watching on TV, so don't know if I can find that anywhere. It was great and and it was of, it was just it's just like a product of the time. It's great. It's 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 very nostalgic to watch that. So, moving on to the 90s. Now, I know that there are other 80s movie uh, shows sitcoms specifically out there. Again, like I said, I was I was born in 83, so I'm not going to really remember too much until I was maybe like four or five. And again, I was watching cartoons, not so much sitcoms. So the ones that I do watch, I do know and have watched are probably a lot of reruns or just little tidbits that I could remember when my parents were watching them. So in the 90s, we're getting more into when I was getting older and I was able to watch these shows and kind of understand what was going on. So you had shows like Blossom, Boy Meets World, Doogie Howser, Friends, Frasier, Salute Your Shorts, Seinfeld. Now, I didn't watch Boy Meets World. I know, sacrilegious. I just wasn't interested. I watched a few things of Blossom. I watched Doogie Howser. Friends, I didn't watch. I only just recently sat down and watched, well, not just in one co, but uh, binge-watched all of the seasons. I know that the show is like very, very close to people's hearts and they very they love that show. I know that there are things that people quote all the time, so I watched it so I knew what they were talking about. But I'm going to just put this out there. It isn't my favorite show. I'm sorry, but it's just my opinion. I'm, I'm not really... Uh, you know, I wasn't old enough for it to be prevalent in my life for when it came out. And when I did watch it, I was already older than they were in the show. <laughs> so it just didn't, it, I just didn't, it didn't come together for me. I'm sorry. Salute Your Shorts obviously was a Nickelodeon show. Like, uh, does I have Clarissa Explains It All. I did watch that all the time because it was a lineup. You had Clarissa, Ren and Stimpy, and then Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was just that lineup all the time, and I would watch it all the time. And it's, I was great. And then I graduated to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, so I followed Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> in her journey. Um, Seinfeld. I did watch that 
at the time. I actually re had watched it after high school. I I went and found uh, to watch it again because I didn't see all of them, and uh, I thought it was funny. It was great. It is a great show. And again, that's another quotable show, hence the reason why I wanted to watch it, because everybody's quoting things, so it's like, okay, what are you talking about? I need to know. So I watched it, and it was it is great. I would suggest going back to watch those ones and watch Friends. It's, it's, okay. it's, okay. it's a good show. <laughs> I'm not making any friends right now, am I? But, um, so the ones that I watched regularly, like I said, Clarissa Explains All and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I did watch the Drew Carey show, and I watched Keenan and Kel, again, Nickelodeon. It was, like, a big thing, because besides my brother was younger than me, so we would have that on, too. But I also watched um, Third Rock from the Sun. You can't get any better than John Lithgow, right? It's kind of like if for Night Court was me, like, uh, John Larroquette, you have John Lithgow. They're just the best. And John Lithgow, is, I, I don't know, that's, he made that show, to be honest, for me. And I watched Home Improvement. My mom, uh, my dad, well, my mom watched it too, but my dad loved that show. I, I thought that was hilarious. Now, I, I actually do love Tim Allen. And I know that he was getting some backlash for the show that was on recently. I think that got sorted out. I'm not entirely sure. People's feelings get hurt and things of that sort. But we move on. So... The two shows that I'm going to be talking about now are the ones that were the big ones for me during the 90s. Whether you watched them or not, I don't know. But these were the two ones that I'm like, I can't wait to go home to watch this. And I would set up my VCR to record these shows. And it was nothing worse than when you would set up your VHS recorder to record these shows at a specific time. And then when you came home, you spent all day trudging through that prison that we call school and come home to have that to be like, yes, I'm going to be able to watch this. And then something else is recorded because maybe the State of the Union address was on or something and they had to run over as they always do and half the show's gone or the last five minutes of your recording is the actual show. It's, nothing is worse than that. Of course, now, it's a little different. So the two shows, Parker Lewis Can't Lose and Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. <laughs> so Parker Lewis Can't Lose was a show regarding a, a guy who is actually pretty popular in school and kind of gets into people's business and, you know, like, what's going on. However... They didn't necessarily, like, put down those that were around them, which I thought was good because, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff in high school. So when I was watching this show that was based in high school, uh, they it was good to see that somebody who was actually popular kind of treating everybody in a good fashion. And it, But it was it was interesting because you had all these things he was getting into and you're like how are you even popular because some of the stuff you do is kind of stupid but it was I enjoyed it and it did last three seasons and Corin Nemec if you guys know who that is uh, was in it and he was in um, the original stand that was on miniseries back in the 90s as well so 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just love that show. Now, the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad had one of the Lawrence brothers, Matthew Lawrence, the middle one. So I thought people would be watching it because everybody, you know, you had Tiger Beat back then and you had the, you know, posters. Everybody had these things up. And I, I thought the Lawrence brothers were like, everybody seemed to be in love with them. So I'm like, why aren't you? So when I would go to school, I'd be like, yeah, did you catch the most recent like episode? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, cool. Matthew Lawrence is in it. You might want to check it out. But anyhow, um, but he wasn't the reason why I was watching it because I didn't care about that stuff. I was interested in uh, the fact that Tim Curry was voicing the bad guy. <laughs> Again, if you actually read my most recent blog, which was my top five favorite movies, I have Clue on there. And I go into a little bit of like how much I just I tout that the fact that Tim Curry is just, I think, one of the greatest actors. So, you know. <laughs> You have people like, you know, uh, Lawrence Olivier, obviously. But I just think that Tim Curry has such a, a way that he can just transform himself. You have somebody, somebody who would play Pennywise to somebody who would play Dr. Frankfurter. <laughs> and then you have the Grand High Witch in uh, The Worst Witch in Home Alone 2 played Mr. Hector. So he was the guy that was behind the desk in the actual hotel. And there are so many other actual movies and shows that he was in that you just can't. You, you, you have to agree with me that he's one of the best actors. <laughs> so Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Now it's cyber is spelled with an S. So it's quadruple S's. <laughs> the actual show is that these kids are in school. They have whatever dynamic that's on that end. And then they have a computer that can go that they are there to fight like viruses in the computer hence the cyber squad so they would find things out they would get transported into the computer they would be kind of it's kind of like um the power rangers ish and the thing is the actual show is based off of um a japanese show so you had um, the American television series going over, like adding that bit that was in the beginning with the kids in the school and going into the computer and doing all the cyber stuff. But the actual series in Japan, so it was an adaptation from the Japanese um, series uh, Gridman the Hyper Agent. <laughs> so I didn't know that at the time. Well, I knew that it was a Japanese thing. That's the reason why I would watch it, because I loved anime stuff anyway. And I watched the Power Rangers with my brother, so, I mean, I get it. <laughs> but the show was interesting. I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. The duration of the actual... I think it only lasted two seasons. Uh, obviously, nobody else was watching except for me, which is a shame, because it was good. <laughs> so they were, the, they were the two that I would actually be really excited about now i get i know that there is so many other um, sitcoms that had came out during the 90s but let me just say this i did not watch a lot of tv like i said in the beginning of the episode and the reason why my dad actually had control of the tv i didn't have a television in my bedroom until i was about 14 and the tv wasn't connected to cable I just had a tv that had a vhs player with it so 
I was watching the monkeys episodes. <laughs> That's where I was. So I was watching the monkeys in my in my room. If I had to escape anything, it would be in my room to watch a movie or something that because we had a lot of VHS tapes. My mom was a collector, like so the VHS tapes turned into DVDs and Blu-rays. My mom has like over 300, 300 movies. <laughs> so I have like a good if I wanted to go and watch something, I could have a, a good variety of things to watch besides all the streaming services that we have. So my dad would actually be the one that would control the television. And because we didn't have cable TV hooked up in any other room than the living room, it was up to my dad what we were watching. And he was one of those people, like, he's the one that's going to be watching it. So if he liked it, hence the reason why we watched Night Court and Cheers and uh, Home Improvement, Seinfeld he'd watch as well, and Third Rock from the Sun. Those th the reason why I know them and I know them well is because I was able to watch them with my dad and he wanted to watch them. Otherwise, we'd be watching Highway to Heaven or Touched by an Angel. <laughs> and those ones he would actually cry to. So, you know. Oh, and we watch uh, Adventures of Hercules and Xena, uh, Warrior Princess. My, my dad watched some really interesting variety of things. You'd think... Because, like I said, my dad was an old, of older generation. He'd be watching some weird old show. But, no, he'd be up to date with the shows that were out. But he'd have a really interesting pick of those shows. But that's okay. Because I got to watch an interesting pick of shows as well then. So, those other two shows, like I said, the ones that I, wa I did watch religiously. Well, the only reason why I was able to is because they were recorded. So that when I did get home, and even though my dad might have control of the TV at the time, I could take that VHS tape and watch it in my room. So I didn't have to bother him and like say, hey, can we watch this? No. He would watch what he'd watch. <laughs> Which is fine. And besides that, when I was younger, we lived on a 10-acre farm. We would be out playing. Or I would be doing something else. The TV wasn't like the main attraction for me. I actually watch more TV now than I did then. And it's odd because I went through like this evolution of like you had, we had a lot of TV watching. My dad did a lot of TV watching, but I really didn't until I'd say around like 2005. So it was after high school and all that. I would start watching more television and watching like the series. So I watched Supernatural. I watched Bones. I would watch house like anything like that I would watch and oh numbers they were all great and I would start adding more and more shows on like every fall season I would be like okay what is the fall lineup what are the new shows coming out and of course you would inevitably be disappointed when those shows that you really loved got canceled so like the first four episodes you're like yes this is great and then next thing you know that's it that, that's no more so I did that for like a, a bunch of years up until about three years ago. I just stopped watching normal television. For, first, I don't have cable anymore. It's all streaming services. So if I'm not seeing it on the lineup, and I don't watch a lot of, I do see the, the Netflix originals, the Hulu originals, the Amazon originals, original this, original that. I do watch some of them. Most of it is about, Whatever I'm in the mood for. So, I'll, like right now, I'm watching Midsummer Murders. It's a British show. 
it was actually out in the 90s, so the technical, but it's not a sitcom. So it's an hour and a half long police procedural. I'll leave it at that. I'm going to have a whole discussion about British television because even though we're not British, um, we did see like BBC America and PBS did a lot of reruns of the British television. But I'm going to do another one because I was going to talk about it. I had like, I have notes here that says, okay, well, there's also mentioned British TV on PBS. And but I'm like, I'm going to do a, a whole section of it just because I do love it so much. And I can talk an, enough about it, whether or not you watch it. And you might find something that on there that you would want to watch. And it's more accessible now. But what I also wanted to mention is just looking back at how we watched TV then and how we watch it now. Like I said, I don't have normal cable. I do have control of the TV now. I don't have to worry about my dad being like, we're going to watch Highway to Heaven and you're going to like it. <laughs> he never said that. He just We just knew that he was, that's what he was going to watch. It's just interesting how much that if we wanted to watch something, we don't have to wait for it a lot of the time. It's because it's instantaneous on streaming or... They were putting out these shows on, like, say, on Netflix, all the whole season in one go. But you, you have a series out now, like on Disney, that are done weekly again to kind of give you that anticipation, which I think we lost because we have such in instantaneous ways of getting what we're looking for. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing. And I, believe me, I am not against technology at all. Obviously, I couldn't be doing this podcast without it. I have all of the streaming services, so I am part of that whole streaming society. So I can't necessarily badmouth it because I use it. But I am seeing how much of a, like, especially in my son, when you need to wait for something, that it seems almost difficult or foreign of an idea to wait. And it's like, even like you, you think about like Amazon and like their shipping is like, if you didn't get it literally the next day, you were like livid because you're like, where the hell is this? I'm paying for Prime. Back in the day, you would order something and then one day you would be surprised it's there. I... I don't know, like, I obviously am a product of older generations, like we all are, and we all lived through the evolution of these things. Do we necessarily need to have everything instantaneously? No. And I think it does do some damage, and it's, it's detrimental to how we view things and how quickly we want everything else to be done. And there's a very there's a lot of lacking in patience in today's society, and myself included. I'm not a very patient individual. That being said, I use it and I utilize it. But I think that there are things that we could obviously wait for. And I think it's great though that I can go back and I can watch all of these these nostalgic shows and I can go watch Alf. <laughs> and if I had my my ALF toy. I could cradle it with me, but I don't. And I'm very annoyed about that. 
I can watch Night Court and I'm so happy that I can get my collection because I love it so much. So again, I I do use the things that I think are also not the greatest things for society in general. But that's just my opinion and like I said everybody's entitled to their opinion and I know you might disagree, but I think that we also need to just kind of look up, walk away from some technology. I do feel um, a little bit of a, I don't know how to say it, like it closed in, in a way. I Like I said, I grew up on a 10-acre farm, and our neighbors were few and far between, and I really didn't talk to a lot of people that were in and around our area anyway. So I was in a bubble, and if I needed to get some fresh air, I just walked out my backyard, and I could kind of zen out and refresh myself and now I live in a duplex and I look out my window and I can see into my next door neighbor's window and it's so foreign to me I don't understand how people do this (laughs) and I was literally having a conversation yesterday with my son about it and I'm like I don't understand how people can be okay with hearing their next door neighbors and then or if you're trying to enjoy a nice, beautiful day like it was yesterday and there was a breeze and hear the birds and then the next-door neighbor decides to have some really loud bass music going and I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I was spoiled, most definitely. And I'm just trying to get used to the idea. And I, I've been I've been here for coming up to two years and I still am like, how can you people survive with so many people around you? But I lived at that place for nearly 30 years, for 10, like 10 acres of space in between me and everybody else. So it's just like, you know, I, it, it's going to take some time for me to adjust, I suppose. But it, it, is, a, it is a source of uh, anxiety and stress for me, though, with, with people so close. I know this is a little off-key off of the sitcoms and stuff like that, but I'm just, like, kind of uh, going into a little bit of a introspective uh, way of, you know, like I said, with instantaneousness and just impatience. And I think that has a lot to do with how I feel with people around here, too. So, like, you know, I have to kind of, like, okay, I need to adjust my thinking and how I am to where I am right now. Just going to take a little bit of time, I suppose. <laughs> sitcoms of the 80s and 90s I know that there are so many more out there and you can definitely check every one of them out Google them Netflix them Hulu them whatever streaming services you have there I'm sure that they'll be there if not YouTube (laughs) but a lot of them I know some of them define our generations Uh, I don't particularly like I said, didn't watch a lot of them, so it di- di- didn't necessarily define me. Movies more so than, than television shows. They were there, and some of them were pretty awesome, and some of them stu- stuck with me. Like I said, I'm going to still continue to tout Night Court because it's great. <laughs> and Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Check it out. <laughs> it's got Matthew Lawrence in it, damn it. <laughs> they were all great, great shows for different reasons. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm definitely going to be doing other, like, these were sitcoms. I'm going to do other types of shows for those times because there's so many. I was, like, looking up, I'm like, I'll just do television shows. I'm like, wait, there are so many other 
section like subcategories to these and there's so many so let me I'll break it up a little bit but I'm not going to do one after the other after the other I have other things that are coming up but what I would like to actually tease to you I have another podcast series coming out so this series is my nostalgic series the next series is going to be supernatural <laughs> not the show actual supernatural things <laughs> As much as I love Supernatural, the show, I'm not going to have a whole series about it. I'm sorry. Or not sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I was discussing it. I uh, wanted to get some other type of uh, stuff out there to not just be kind of closed into just nostalgia. Because as much as I love it and I do live and revel in nostalgic things... You know, I need to kind of get away from that, too, because uh, you can't continually live in the past. But I do love to reminisce, hence the reason podcast. So we can continue to reminisce here, but I'm also going to be doing another series that I think would be pretty cool because I'm going to do some research and it'll be like proper um, true stories and things of that sort. So I'm hoping I'm just trying to put it all together but this was my teaser for it so I hope you will check it out and I will definitely give posts about it that it's coming out if you are following me I will definitely let you know when when I'm ready for it to be launched so I hope you enjoyed this episode of that 80s child the generation Y and I hope you would check out my other episodes that I now have up on Spotify and any other service that you do use for podcasts and please check out my blog on my website gabriellecataldi.com i hope you will comment follow sign up for emails and you can get alerted for when i do post new podcasts and blogs thank you again for listening i really do appreciate all of you who do and i will see you on the next episode well i won't see you you won't see me either but I will be here on the next episode. This is Gabrielle signing off.